Christians are really weird about money. There is something in the church, and it's a lie, but it's almost like you can't have money. Money is just simply an amplifier of who you already are. If you're a greedy person with little, you think all of a sudden you make a lot of money, you're just like the most generous person. Like, no, like nah, dude. If a pastor makes a lot of money, people don't like it. If yeah. so-and-so makes a lot of money, people don't like it. If they're making money from faith. Dude, I've already made my money. Now I'm coming in because this is what's needed. Yes. I don't even need any money from this. I'll donate it all. I don't really care. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Way Podcast. Our job is to help you not go broke trying to get rich. Today, I actually have my favorite musician. I'm not just saying that because he's here. You could check the Spotify records and the receipts to prove it. I've got none other than Jordan Feliz. What's up, man? Bro, what's up? It's good to finally meet you. Dude, I know. We've been texting and DMing for like what feels like maybe a year or two. Yeah. Now we're going to go golf. I know. We're going to go golf. I'm so pumped. (laughs) Dude. So you're in the Christian music space. Yes. And there's a lot that goes into that that I'm really curious about. From the outside looking in, I mean, obviously, I love the music uh, being faith-based and it's, you know, just like, for me, I like your music because it's like super like i like positive music and like stuff that gets me hyped up i don't like the slow stuff that like dude is all moody i appreciate that yeah i appreciate that (laughs) but uh i'm also very curious about like for a christian singer why go down that path because it's like there's not as much money into it and like you see these guys who kind of play both sides they go secular and christian and yeah I don't know. There's a lot that goes into it, man. I'm curious how you you got to where you're at. Yeah. So, you know, for me, um, I started I started writing music when I was probably 11, um, and you know, the first couple songs were definitely about girl crushes. You know what I mean? And yeah. then as that progressed, you know, I I actually ended up joining a band when I was 17. Um, and we did, uh, we were a metal band. So I toured the country in a metal band for five years. Mm. Um, all still, you know, faith-based. Um, but, uh, after that band broke up, I really felt like the Lord started calling me into the Christian music industry. Um, and it's kind of weird, man, you know, like the Christian music industry, um, I grew up listening to Christian music. Um, I always tell people if if I my parents didn't have like Christian radio on, we were listening to some kind of like Motown record, like we're mm. listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire or like Al Green or something. And then, um, you know, that kind of fueled me into this like I really want to create something because a lot of the music my parents were listening to that was on like Christian radio was exactly what you kind of described. It's like yeah. very like just melodramatic like slow mm-hmm. and I, I just really wanted to feel pumped up like i wanted yeah. to get jacked up man like i was like man i'm i just i'm i have a lot of energy i'm ready to go <laughs> i don't want to listen to like a ballad all the time yeah and so um so that kind of put a fuel in me to like create something that was different for our space and so um you know i i got into ccm um in a very interesting what ccm way for? uh contemporary christian music okay and so um i, I got into that space in, in a wild kind of in this very vivid call from the lord like my wife and i were living in fresno at the time and uh riding our bikes to go get like a tea at this tea spot and um 
and we both felt like the Lord told us to move to Nashville. Mm. And so, um, we literally, I had just gotten a job at a church. I was leading worship and, um, and we felt that. And then I got a phone call like three days later from a buddy who, uh, was in the industry, um, wasn't a manager, but he, you know, was doing a lot in the industry. And so, uh, he was like, dude, I want to fly you to Nashville, come out, write some songs with some buddies. What year was this? Um, this is 2012. Cause it's right after we got married. You know, it's funny. Have you ever heard of, um, Maddie Montgomery and for today? Yes. Oh yeah. So yeah. Maddie, he's been on the show. Okay. And he's, Amazing. Uh, him and I talk every week. He's actually, helping me with a new business we're launching called Wealthy Kingdom, which is amazing. for Christian entrepreneurs. Dude, and, that uh, sounds amazing. Yeah, it's going to be super sweet. By the time this airs, it, uh, it'll probably be just coming out soon. Okay. But um, sorry to interrupt this podcast, but because we are talking about Wealthy Kingdom, I got to tell you guys, it is ready. We have our pre-launch pricing right now, and we are starting May 1st. So if you are interested in joining our community and you're interested in getting the weekly calls and access to the local Bible studies and access to our retreats and mission trips and everything else that we are going to launch, you're going to want to go to WealthyKingdom.com and take advantage of that launch pricing today. I am so excited about it. doesn't matter whether you're a longtime Christian who is looking for more fellowship or if you're somebody who is seeking and not sure what you believe yet, we welcome both of you. We want you guys in Wealthy Kingdom. It is going to be a great place for you to grow in your faith in Jesus. So go to WealthyKingdom.com, take advantage of the pre-launch pricing, and I'll see you there. Great dude, but it's just funny because he started in a metal band. Yes. I don't listen to any metal. <laughs> and I'm like, why, why do all these metal dudes, especially two from Fresno? Cause he, yeah, I think he might've been in Fresno as well with Derek Carr, who's he, been on the show. He, he was, he okay. was. And it's funny cause I have a lot of ties in that world cause I was in it for a little while. Yeah. And I've met him like twice. Okay. I don't know if he'd ever remember me, but, <laughs> but yeah, dude, that man, that's awesome though. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, but dude, yeah, you know, so I, I ended up, you know, moving to Nashville and moving there was like a whole thing, dude. Cause you know, my wife and I had just gotten married. We didn't have any money. Um, and we felt like God was calling us across the country. And so we, uh, we end up praying about it for a year. Um, and, uh, I did what I knew how to do, which was, I just booked shows on the way to Nashville to pay for our move. Cause I, we couldn't afford it otherwise. And so two weeks before we, um, before we were supposed to leave all the shows that I had booked canceled <laughs> it, in, in my brain, I was just sitting there thinking like, is this, is this the Lord saying, Hey, you haven't been hearing this correctly. Like, you know, mm. um, but dude, we kind of went into like a really like intense time of fasting and praying. And we felt like the Lord was literally like, Hey, I just need you to trust me and go. Mm. And so we up and left, dude. We, we, we had $600 to our name and we left, we wow. left, we started driving and, um, I was cold calling churches just like, Hey, <laughs> do you need a worship leader tonight? <laughs> like literally. And, um, I, I called this church in San Bernardino and they were like, Hey, we actually do need a worship leader tonight. We'll pay you $300 to come in and lead. And I was like, there we go. <laughs> Done. 300 bucks. And so, um, I came in, we, we sold some, I had some shirts that I had made that I was selling. And so that basically happened all the way up to Oklahoma city. 
And so we made our way to Oklahoma City and and we were I was calling places and and we were pretty much out of money. We had a credit card that had a really tiny limit, but it was enough to get us back home. And so I was like, man, maybe maybe we're supposed to go back home, but I, I get a phone call and it's a buddy who was in a metal band that I had toured with back in the day. I was like, hey, I know a guy who's got a church that he runs out of the barn in his backyard. <laughs> and I was like, this all sounds about right. So I go, I show up. He goes, man, I'll, I'll pay you like 150 bucks. You know, I'm like, sweet. <laughs> Can I sell some merch? You know, and he's like, yeah. So uh, I get up there. Um, I lead for three services. It's the day of the Oklahoma city bombing marathon and their whole church is basically participating in it. Mm. So I played to 26 people in three <laughs> services and, uh, dude, your boy was stressing, you know what I mean? Just like, man, there's no way we're going to make it. And, uh, what was weird is after first service, everybody stayed. So like in the second service, everybody stayed. Wow. And, um, and I was was it like, you or, or the pastor's message? Who, it, I, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I don't know. Well, it, well actually, it turns out that it, it was me. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the third service, I, I walked back to the merch table and a lady walks up to me and she goes, hey, I, I'd love to, to buy a CD if you have one. And I was like, I, I do. It's just got like three songs on it, you know? And she goes, I, I, I want five of them. So I'm like, okay, sweet. And she hands me a check for a thousand dollars. Wow! And I was like, "Oh, oh my gosh! Like, are are you sure?" And she was <laughs> like, "No, the I stayed from first service because I felt like God told me that you needed this." Mm. And um, and so I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And so the guy behind her starts smiling at me, and he goes, "He goes, man, you'll never believe it." And he hands me a thousand dollars. Whoa! And he goes, I don't want anything, but I felt the whole time that you were here today that you needed this. And the lady behind him hands me a check for $2,500 and goes, I, I, I'm not trying to join on the bandwagon, but I felt like you needed this. Dude, so I literally ended up making almost five grand that day just from giving from people and yeah. just from following something. And so that got us to Nashville and then literally... The day I got to Nashville, um, we pull into this little condo we were renting, and uh, and I was just exhausted uh, from the drive. And my buddy David um, was was there with us and helping us kind of unload. And we go to a Starbucks down the road, mm -hmm. and we're walking across Main Street in downtown Franklin, and we hear this lady go, "Hey, you guys look like you're in a band." And um, my buddy David was like this guy's so good. He's amazing. You know, he's just talking me up and I was like so embarrassed. Cause I'm like, I, at this point in my life, I was definitely way more like, Oh no, 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 you don't, don't check me out. Um, and, uh, and she goes, Oh, what did you move here for? And I was like, honestly, I just got here three hours ago, but I really want to be in Christian music. Mm -hmm. And she goes, I was in a Christian band called FFH growing up, which was like a massive Christian artist in the nineties. And my, my parents had like all their records. So I was like, oh my gosh, my parents like listen to you all the time. Mm. And she goes, well, if you have a demo, I'll send it to some people in the industry. So she sent a demo of mine to every Christian record label in Nashville that evening. Mm -hmm. So within three hours of me living in Nashville, I my demo had reached all these massive labels in town. And um, that's what started my journey in Christian music. Um, 
And it, it's, I, I say all this because, you know, on the business side, yeah, it's like kind of wild, but on the faith side, it, there's so, there's so much to being called to something, um, which is what leads me into why I'm here. Right. Um, I'm not here, you know, like, um, a lot of guys, like you were saying, like, there's a lot of guys that kind of split time. They'll go, you know, do some, some stuff in the general market and then they'll go do stuff in Christian music. And some guys have that, um, it, like I call it just a pass, like, you know, like, like switch foot and need to breathe. Um, some of these guys, like they've created that in their careers. Um, and then there's some people like me and like, you know, um, Zach Williams and, you know, some of these guys that we're just, we just exist in this space. Um, and, um, you know, I get asked all the time because I have several friends that have been very successful in other avenues and in business and all these other things. And they're just like, dude, like your margins are not good. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they don't make any sense. Like this, none of this makes sense at all. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. Cause obviously like I want to make a living. I want to, I want to build income, build wealth. I want to do all that. Um, but at the same time, I don't do this just to make money. And right. I think that that's the difference for me is the difference for me is that it's about a bigger purpose mm-hmm. um, than just finances for me in this. Um, and in turn, I feel like God has blessed me in abundance because of that. So it's kind of weird because financially, none of this makes sense. You know, like the tour bus cost me $3,000 a day to, mm-hmm. to travel, you know? Right. Um, and you know, you're talking like you've got merch, but you've got your cost of goods and you've got all these other things that you're trying to navigate. You've got guys, you've got band guys that are needing to get paid crew guys that are needing to get paid. They're all getting paid a day rate on the road. Right. Um, you've got your bus driver costs. You've got all these other things. Who handles all that? Um, so I have a business manager okay. and a manager that basically kind of tag team it together. Okay. Um, and then my tour manager, basically between the three of them will have like a spreadsheet with like all the data, all the road expenses for food, um, you know, travel, whatever it is. And so that all gets thrown into the pot and then, yeah, you know, um, and again, like, dude, like the, the pot isn't crazy big. It's really, <laughs> it's really small. I think if I showed you the numbers, you might actually be like, you should get out of here, dude. Um, <laughs> nah, dude, but, I think, I think what you said, just like with God calling you to do that, right. It, yeah. it doesn't, the, the finances will come like he'll always yes. provide. Right. Well, yeah. And dude, and, and it's kind of weird. Cause like he's opened doors for me in ways that are very interesting that don't make a lot of sense. Like all my records have recouped, which doesn't happen. What does recoup mean? So, um, it's essentially, it's, it's basically whenever, um, you've completely returned on the investment that the label has given you. Mm -hmm. So when they've made their money back, then you split the profit after. Right. And so a lot of record deals these days, they're called 360 deals, but it's where the label gets a cut of everything. And I was given a record deal that was drawn up in 91. So I don't have a 360 deal. Um, and that's one of those random, like, I mean, my lawyer, like constantly is like, dude, I don't know how you got this record deal. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't either. Um, but at the same time, like, uh, it's such a blessing because all my records make money. Yeah. So, um, that's like a random 
sizable check that comes every six months like clockwork that mm. I'm just like, whoa, like this is because it's already recouped. So now it's, it's already just recouped. So it's just forever. It's out just making money now. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, it's passive income. That yeah. I don't have to work for anymore. Yeah. Which is a huge blessing. You know what um, they say? Like in the, in business, like there's different levels to making income and you know, like the, 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 the lowest level is just trading time for money. Right? Yeah. Like, Hey, I work for 20 bucks an hour and that's what I do. Yep. And then like it starts to evolve as you have just different products, right? Like, Hey, my service makes this now. Hey, like I sell information. Like that's what I do. Like that's, yeah. that's another level, right? If I create a course, I never have to create it again. Yeah. Right. Can just keep selling it. But the highest level are royalties mm. because like royalties are things like that you know, people just pay you to use them over and over, over again. and over again. And that's where it's been a huge blessing for me because I co own all of it now. So yeah. it's, it's something I don't ever have to work for ever again. Yeah. Um, it's like I wrote a song in a room eight years ago and it makes me money every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then when somebody wants to utilize it in a movie or whatever, it's like, there's more income that comes in from that. And so it's it's weird because you know um all that stuff is super um it's it's difficult to navigate because it's also hard because it 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 doesn't fuel the road and the mm -hmm. road is where we make the most of our income okay um, i've heard that yeah like so touring is where touring is where you make the most money yeah um just because um you're you're like you're on the ground running. You know what I mean? You're really actually creating income. You've got ticket sales coming. You've got multiple streams of income coming in every single day. Um, and so that's really cool. Um, but it's hard because it's like, I mean, I know you've got a family, you've got yeah. kids. It's hard being away from them. Right. I've got two kids, a wife, you know. How, how long is so, this? This I mean, you guys are here in Vegas. We're going to go yeah. see your concert tomorrow. Yeah. So like, how long are you on tour for? So this tour is a little rare because typically when we come out west we don't go home because the bus costs and i mean obviously you can't drive back to nashville in yeah. between shows um so um this tour i think we'll be out for a total of maybe like 22 or 23 days straight um but i think this tour totals 24 26 shows that's a short um, tour right i mean it's it's long for Christian music. I would okay. Say. Like, right. but like, you, you I'm know, thinking like Taylor Swift tour. Like, hundred percent. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, like we're like out a, for like 120 days and yeah. we're going to 18 different countries and, you right. know, and yeah, so that does exist. It's the, um, the cost of that, like based on Christian music, we see, we don't have like Taylor country music. They have like all these, um, they've got outside investors coming in, for their tours, like mm -hmm. in country music, it's always alcohol. So it's like Coors Light or Jack Daniels or somebody. So they're paying mm -hmm. to be a part and be the the alcohol sold at those tours. And then Taylor will have, you know, Capital One or Amex or, you know, somebody that yeah. wants that to be a part. Whereas in Christian music, we have um, like, we have basically uh, partners but it's different. It's, it's like child sponsorship. Um, cause it's something that we feel really called to. Yeah. Um, and it's a, a really good partnership in our industry where, you know, we have people that come in and like one of my, is it compassion? Is, 
Um, it's World Vision on this tour. Okay. Um, so uh, you know, so that's kind of the the different avenues. And again, it's <laughs> it's like your budget goes from being yeah. like, here's you know two million dollars a night for, you know, just letting us be the, your alcohol vendor yeah. to being like, here's a little bit of money to help with bus costs. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, but it's also huge because those companies make these tours work for us, honestly. Um, right. And it's such a blessing to be able to be a part of that and be, um, you know, like really changing a, a lot of people's lives in the yeah. course of every night. You know, you see these kids get sponsored and that, that shifts everything in their life. Like yeah. it changes their life. And, um, and so, yeah, it's, yeah, no, that's super amazing, dude. I, uh, I tell this to people all the time, like there's, there's a philosophy and I'll, I'll link to it down below in one of the videos, but it's called like the hedgehog concept. And basically there are three elements to any career that you pick that are going to dictate your happiness. Right. And so the three elements are, you know, money, how much does it make? Right. Number two, passion. How much do you feel called to do it? Purpose, yeah. you know, all those things. And then number three is just how good are you at it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. And so if you have all three, then, you know, you're usually rolling. Uh, most people only get to work for one. It's usually money. Yeah. And then they don't really have a passion for it. They're not really that great at it. Yeah. But they just got to make a living. And then, you know, like when I was playing baseball, I wasn't making a lot of money. It was mm. purely passion and talent. And like, yep. hopefully one day I'll hopefully. make money. Yeah. And, you know, for you, it's like, yeah, dude, I mean, you were playing worship music for nothing yep. before. Exactly. And it's like everything now. And that's how I see it too. Even in my life, I'm like, everything to this point's a win. Like, I'm good. Oh, bro. And and I feel the same way, honestly. I mean, I mean, what you've built and what I've built are very different, mm -hmm. but I feel the same way. And I mean, like, I feel like it's it's one of those things where I think those three things that you just spoke about, it's it is key to just happiness in life, dude. Because yeah. that you can the the difference between uh, like especially in income wise like if you can set your life up like if you're making 100 grand a year i mean and then you're you're looking at somebody who's making 50 grand a year yeah like they could be set up in life to actually look happier than you are just based on the way they've built their life up they yeah they got margin they yeah exactly and that i mean that that transcends all the way up and if you're making, you know, a hundred million, million yeah. you know, a year, you know? And so it's, it's one of those things where like, um, I just think like, as long as you have those three things in your life and you feel like you have, and dude, passion is a huge part of it, man, because that is feeling a lot of your finances. Cause if you continue to put out good work, you continue to grow, you know, um, that passion is what's fueling your growth and that will that's fueling money. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, if I didn't love what I did, you know, then You'd be burnt out. I, yeah. And I wouldn't be out here. I wouldn't yeah. be touring right now. I'd be <laughs> yeah. at home, dude. Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, like I, you know, my wife and I have been talking about building a real estate catalog over the next couple of years. And it's like, I yeah. like how you call it a real estate catalog it, as a musician. It, we, we, we call it, it a real estate portfolio. There you go. Portfolio. <laughs> Boom. Catalog yeah. of content. Dude, catalog. <laughs> Dude, but like that's that's like what we've been talking about. And it's it's actually become something for us that we've kind of like been looking into. But again, 
you know, in a lot of my meetings with some of my like mentor friends, it's like, but what do you, okay. So yeah, that's really cool and all, but like, what are you doing for what you have, right? What you've been handed in your hand. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, I think for any entrepreneur, for anybody who's doing anything like, dude, I think that's so wise what you said, dude. Yeah. And I think like, so, I mean, and, and that principle applies to anybody Christian or not, but you know, when you're a Christian, the other thing to think about is what part of the body are you meant to serve? Yeah. Right. Dude. And yes. it's really good. It's like, yo, all right, you're, you're meant to serve, yeah. you know, in the music space and all of those things. And I'm sure there's other things you do. Um, and even as I've looked at my life, I've served in different ministries and gone on mission trips and things. And I'm like, yeah, but God's given me a lot of influence and yeah. ability to make money and other things. So it's like, how am I using those skills yeah. to support the body? Yep. We've been talking about this a lot on the road, but it's all it's also a lot about your posture as a human, like and and who God's called you to be. Your posture looks like you've been given such a blessing by having, you know, you've got this this um stage that you're on, right? That yeah. you are being looked at. You're, you know, people are digesting your content every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're also talking very boldly about your faith. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge, that's a huge posture for, for you to step out and be like, no, like this is who I am and this is what I believe. Mm-hmm. That's going to touch people. Like yeah. just that alone. Like, I think we, we forget how powerful just us looking like Jesus can be to other people. Right. Um, and whether it means that you're talking about, you know, like, you know, music, or if you're talking about homes or you're talking about how to build wealth, like that posture can shift so much in people's lives. And, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, I have really tried to be super intentional is about how I walk in a room. Like, am I walking in a room and, you know, with my chest a little too puffed out or, you know, <laughs> like, like how am I walking in? Like, I, I don't want to walk in like that. I want to walk in like, honestly, I want to walk in like I'm here to serve people. Yeah. Like, like I, you know, I, I was literally hanging out with a, a buddy of mine last night who, I mean, he's, literally going to be a billionaire in like 10 days. Like, Mm. and I'm selling his company. uh, What's he doing? Yeah. Yeah. So he's selling three companies that he's built. And, um, it, but dude, like the dude is like the whole time I played the show, he's crying, you know, over there just, and, and to me, what an awesome, um, example of somebody who like has everything that you could really ever want in life but really like his ultimate desire is to just posture himself in a place of worship, you know, in a place mm-hmm. of, 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 you know, gratitude and like a full heart. And, um, and so for me, I like, I think you doing what you do and doing that is, is really cool, man. I think it's really awesome. And I'm, I, you know, I meant to tell you this even, not even <laughs> while we're talking, <laughs> but how like it makes me take pride in seeing you be so bold about that, but also bold about this because that's another thing, dude, Christians are really weird about money. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you've really seen that, but like there is something in the church. Um, it, and it's a lie, but it's almost like you can't have money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, they're so caught up in, 
like the biblical like thing that you heard all growing up, like, you know, fitting a camel through the eye of a needle, you know, and the rich man and all these other things. And it's like, yes, but also we, again, we run back to posture. We run back to heart. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that look like? You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and so I just think we have this really weird thing with money and it's like money it can, money is just a tool. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't have to own you. It doesn't have to drive your life. Like right. you can let it fuel other things that are bigger than you, you know? And whether that means, you know, buying a house and building passive income, but also donating, you know, six Mm -hmm. weeks a year to a family who just needs to get away, who can't afford a vacation. Like there's so many different things that you can do. That's that are bigger than that. You know? Yeah. One thing I always say is that like money is just simply an amplifier of who you already are, bro. And so, you know, if you're a greedy person with little, you think all of a sudden you make a lot of money. You're just like the most generous person. Like, no, you're not. And if you're generous with little, you yep. can definitely believe you. It won't matter when you have a lot. You won't all of a sudden get greedy. Yeah, you know. So it just is always this thing that amplifies what you have been. You know, and obviously yeah. we can change. But I, I can tell you, even for me, when I was broke and not making any money in the minor leagues, um, like I was always generous. Like it was just like, yeah, you know, I want to help this guy, and I'll tithe, and I'll do this, and yeah, it wasn't a lot of money, but it was totally. what I had, and. You know, as I made more, you know, it was like, all right, well, here's the next step of faith. Let's see if you continue to be generous. Yeah. And, you know, I was. And then the next step, all right, how generous are you going to be if you make a million dollars? And it's like, okay, like you're not going to let it affect you. Okay. What happens with, you know, I'm not there yet, but a hundred million. Yeah. How generous will you be? Yeah. And, and dude, like, again, it's, it's, it's a practice, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's a practice. It's something that you. You don't just like wake up one day and you're like, I think I'm just going to start being generous. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's something where it's like, man, like, you know what? Like, you know, I'm going to take all my boys to dinner and just pay yeah. for it, you yeah. know? And, and that's going to, that's going to be so awesome. Or, you know, my wife has been trudging through this day with the kids. Like yeah. I want to bring her home something, you know? And sometimes it's, it's not even, it doesn't have to be a big thing. It's just like that practice of like, yeah paying for the dude Starbucks behind you or, yeah. you know, or just walking up. I mean, the- well, I can tell you, we're going to have like a super fun day of golf after this. That's <laughs> all on so- me. We're oh, going to have like dude. a caddy and stuff, but you guys, <laughs> it, you know, if dude, your boys you. back there are too slow, okay. then we're going to just make them pay. Cause if they're just <laughs> dropping their ball, dude. you know, if they're just chasing dude. balls, then the generosity's out the window. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, noted, noted. We're here. I'm writing it down. It's it's logged in. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them. <laughs> I'm gonna tell them. I'm gonna tell them. I'm gonna continue to remind them throughout the day. <laughs> hey guys, let's Listen, pick up pigs to play. Pick it up, boys. Pick it up, well, uh, dude. And that's dude. That, well, thank you for yeah. that. I really appreciate that, man. I'm stoked to go golf. And I mean, you know, I'm a noob. Just getting into it. <laughs> I know you're a sniper, but you know. But we're going to have fun. Yeah. We're going to have fun either way. We are going to have fun. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So what do you think about, you know, we were talking a little bit before the show about um, just like Christian record labels and stuff. And I didn't know yeah. that like Universal owns basically everything now. Yes. They own a huge portion of the industry. And so it, it's basically like a massive umbrella where they've purchased other 
companies. And so now it's all under that. Um, and then obviously there's a couple that are still self-sustaining. They're still doing their, I mean, like I think Republic is the biggest. Does Lecrae still have reach? Yes. Yeah, he does. Um, and he, dude, he's, he's been signing up people. And I mean, it's been awesome to see what they're building over there too. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I think their distribution might be under the universal umbrella because I think it might be through capital potentially. Yeah. But yeah, like I'm signed to a subgroup of capital, which is centricity. Okay. Um, and like it's basically just means that like our distribution is through capital. It's its own entity, but like that's where it all funnels through. And then that's, you know. So I feel like, you know, just looking from the outside that, it does, regardless of uh, genre, that it starts off you as an artist, like you're working for the record label, and then you can basically become your own label and, yeah. and start signing your own artist. And yep. eventually, maybe your deal goes up, and then you can maybe fully go out on your own. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so basically, from like a contra- contractual um, perspective, like when you sign a record deal, um, there's several option periods and that's all determined on, you know, what your contract looks like, but you could have like one option, you could have like 10 options, but it's basically a certain amount of masters you have to release per option. Mm. So, you know, option one, 18 masters, option two, 18 masters or whatever it is. That's Um, just a song songs. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, and so, uh, Basically, once you're out of that, you can either go to a different label and it gives you more negotiating power because now you've either built up a career or maybe you haven't. Um, But like um, once you get out, you can kind of play that role. And and Lecrae has done it pretty smart because now he's built his own label that's making him money off of himself and making money off of other artists. Whereas a lot of artists, they'll just go to like a bigger record label and they'll just be like, Hey, I want a fatty signing bonus, you know, which you have to pay back anyway, right? hundred <laughs> percent. It's yes. not even like a, it's, it's not free money. <laughs> it's not free money. Like in sports, when you get a signing bonus, you get, you it. just get the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's no, an advance. Yeah. It's, that's all it is, man. It's just yeah. an advance. Like, so they're like, you know you can go and ask for a bunch of money, but I mean, they're just going to take, you know, a massive portion of what you're making yeah, yeah. until you pay it back. Yeah. Um. So that's what a lot of people will do though. They'll, they'll just be like, they'll see somebody be like, Oh, we'll give you, you know, $150,000 to sign today. And they're yeah. like, yeah, you know, so they'll sign it, but then it's like, you got to pay it back. It's just a loan. It. Yeah, exactly. So um, for me, uh, I opted out of a signing bonus and I opted for ownership. Okay. So I was more betting on myself. Right. I was betting on my own success. And, and you were like, I, I can live on nothing. I'm used to it. It, it literally did. I was, <laughs> I was valeting cars and writing songs, dude. So I was, I, me and my wife were just creeping by, man. What and, does your wife do? Um, she used to be a hairstylist okay. and she did, um, it's called key hair, but she did a lot for like commercials and movies and okay. stuff. So she did a couple movies. Um, she did a couple TV shows in Nashville. Um, but you got the flow. Does she do your hair? 
Uh, yes, she does. <laughs> yes, she'd probably be pretty disappointed in it right now. She did not do it today. No, she did not do it today. This is like the the no sleep hair. The bus, the bus hair. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> but, that's funny. Yeah, dude. But she's awesome. She's incredible at what she does. But um, now she's just a stay at home mom. Yeah, she just hangs with the kids, which is awesome. And yeah, we're super blessed to be able to have that and yeah. possibility. You know. So what do you think about like? I see a lot of these. Um, musicians just going independent off the bat. Like I've seen um, some stuff on that guy, Russ. Mm, yeah. Who's yep. really like doing it the right way, I guess. Yes. And yeah. I just look at it today as just an observer. And I've written, so I also think about it as an author. So I've written two books now. Yeah. And I self-published them both, right? Okay. Yep. And, and it used to be, hey, I go get an advance on a book and then we wait mm-hmm. and we do all these things, very similar to the music industry. And now with like, TikTok and all these things like dude anybody could blow up and get distribution yeah and they could blow up in like the next hour <laughs> yeah it's wild um yeah so I will say this there's a lot of um marketing behind looking independent too right so there's a lot there are a lot of labels that will um sign you and then won't stamp anything to build that story for you. Um, so, like, they're like, I know, like, John, you have you ever heard of John Bellion? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so John, all time low. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. John Bellion was one of those guys that, like, was indie for a stint, but then he ended up actually signing a deal, but continued to look indie to build the story. Oh. So, there are a lot of people that are doing that too, but then there's guys that are actually doing it raw like and it's kind of it's it's like winning the lottery you know what i mean but you got to have a business mind from the get go to be able to pull oh, that off <laughs> yes and to well and to to water it you know what i yeah. mean to like cuz a, a lot and that's the other thing is a lot of artists like they they'll have that happen and they're like what do i do you know what yeah. i mean and so um i think that's when they end up like actually kind of getting kind of nervous so they'll end up going and hiring somebody to just like navigate it for them because they don't know how but yes dude you have to like you have to be on it like you know we had a song of mine that and again we had like a whole team of people and we still don't really know what to do with it because it i had a song blow up on tiktok in the philippines okay so (laughs) which song was it hear me out it's called 180 okay um and uh and then it moved over to China and to Russia and then South America, <laughs> but it never came over to the U.S. Wow. So it had gotten streamed like a billion times on wow. TikTok. Do you get paid on that at um, all? It's very small. Yeah. Like, it's depressing. <laughs> it's <laughs> what did sure. a billion streams pay? Honestly, I don't even know yet. I don't think it's been on on my... Uh, I don't think I've gotten paid for it I yet. I don't think I have. I, I, don't, I didn't see it on my last... I just got my royalty statement last month. If you had I, to I guess, what it. do you think it made for a billion TikTok views? Maybe five grand. <laughs> that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Dude, well, and that's... I mean, dude, Spotify numbers too. Yeah, what does like, Spotify pay for like a million streams? Bro, it's so depressing. It's so depressing. I think I think you that, made more selling those CDs to twenty six people than your Spotify streams. Well, no, no, that's. <laughs> I mean, it it might be kind of comparable though. Uh, like, 
Okay, so I, I think the algorithm was for every 4 million streams, it makes the master shareholder, I think it's $28,000. Okay. Um, now, that was before the music modernization Everybody's on the act. same thing? Um, yes. Uh, that's yeah. Because like on YouTube, for example, I get paid for all my videos. Yes. Yep. But I get paid way more than everyone because the niche is different. Exactly. Um, and it's is it's like clicks, right? Do they pay off clicks? Um, or, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so with Spotify, it's clicks, but it has to it has a log, which is like I think thirty seconds in. So after thirty, if they stop the song, it doesn't count. It doesn't count, right? Um, but I think it's like every, yeah, I think it's like every four million. And that was before the Music Modernization Act got passed a couple years ago, and so I think they bumped it a little bit, but it's only for the master shareholder, right? So the label gets paid, and but if you're an artist, like obviously I co-own my record, so that's good for me. But for all these other artists that don't, like, they they don't see any of it. So then then there's the it just goes towards their advance or what. Well, no, it's just the they just actual, don't own that part of it. Yeah. So, okay. so, and this is where songs get kind of intriguing because you kind of have to view them as two. There are two buckets that have a hundred percent equity, right? Okay. There's the master share, and then there's the writers and publishing share. Okay. Uh, okay. So the master share, most artists don't own any of. And then there's the writer's share, which you have, like if you wrote the song, you have ownership, period, yeah. right? And so let's just say like you and I and one other guy, we, we or just me and you, we wrote a song. Yep. So it's 50-50 split. I'm, I'm um, seeing some prophecy. Yeah, let's it's gonna, go. We're going to do it. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> let's, we're doing it. Um, so like literally you and I, we write this song. It's 50-50 split. Um, you have a publishing deal and I have a publishing deal. Okay. So that hundred percent turns into 25% for us basically on publishing. So we'll, they'll pay us 25% each of the 50%. And then the writer's share we get all of. Mm. So, so essentially, even though we do own the hundred percent because we have a publisher, they're going to take that extra 25. So we get paid 75% of that bubble. Right. Yeah. And that's it. Okay. And then the master share, if we don't own in the song, then yeah. we get, don't get any of that money. Right. So that portion of songs on Spotify is bro. I mean, that's where you, you saw like Lady Gaga posted a check of a Spotify or like writer's share. And I think it was like for a song that had like 300 million spins. <laughs> uh -huh. I think she got paid like $1,800. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Like, bro, why? And so that's when everybody was like up in arms about it because they're like, how do we fix this? Because <laughs> there's all these people that, you know, it's like Spotify is, is pulling in, you know, what? It's like <laughs> Spotify is making the money. Money. So much. Yeah. And so all the. They all could the pay Joe Rogan. Like, you know, hundred million or whatever he gets. Yeah, dude. <laughs> They're paying Lady Gaga eighteen hundred bucks. <laughs> You're like, dang, man. Um, this seems kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it's just kind of weird, like how that works. Um, and uh, they they are. I I know that they're trying to work on it, like trying to work it out. Like, it's, so do it's, writers get paid much at at all for anything? Yes, in our in our industry, if you're gonna be a writer, you need radio play. 
Got it. So it's why you see a lot of writers, they're shooting for like a hit song. Like every every day you're in the studio, they're just trying to get a hit, which I totally get. Yeah. But sometimes that's just not realistic. Like how many of these guys, writers are are also the singers? Um, There's a lot of us because yeah. I write a lot um, and I also sing. Do you um, write for other people too? I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. So I've you'll write something you'll be like yeah I, I'm not really feeling this but yes, it's a good song but maybe this could be used for something else right um, and usually I'll send it off to a friend you know I'll be like hey how do you feel about this you know like I, I like I know you know Phil Wickham like yep. Phil like probably four years ago he was huddled around his piano one one night and like literally I get a text at like 10 p.m. and he's like hey I just wrote this it sounds like you could do it you know what I mean mm. and we we never finished the song. But that's kind of what ends up happening. Like right. you'll like, oh man, I feel like, you know, I feel like this could be a for King Country song, or I feel like this could be a this song, or uh, you know, I I've been writing a little bit of country too. I've got some friends that are in that space, so like, well, you're in Nashville, yeah, yeah, literally, and so <laughs> it and the whole like music scene in Nashville is so tight knit. Like, there's a lot of people that are just you're just kind of yeah, you're all in it which is kind of cool. It's, it's a cool community. Yeah. Um, and it, it's fun because you can kind of participate in multiple worlds without feeling too much like judgment, you know, yeah, like, yeah. what are you doing over here? You know? Yeah. Um, which is kind of cool. So I do love that, but yeah, songs and the song, the writer's side is, is it's a tough gig. Yeah. Like, um, but if you do nail it, you can make a lot of money doing it because, yeah. You know, if you if you have like three or four number ones in a year, I mean, you can make some good money, like yeah. just sitting at home writing songs. Um, yeah, but that you didn't even sing. But and you didn't do. You just wrote some. You yeah, wrote some stuff lyrics. down. You had this guy sing it. Do you you have to produce the beats with that too, or you just write? So typically in like the writer room, like you have a uh, somebody who's like really good with lyric, and then you have somebody who's a track guy or a producer, mm-hmm. and then typically they want the third to be the artist got it because you're not trying to give up too much of your shares yeah like, of your ownership because if you bring another person in now you're instead of 33.3 percent you're down to 25 percent ownership in the song you so. want to know what i like i want to know how these djs became like the most rich people ever bro those guys Dude, like, how did they bypass all that where they didn't need any lyrics or any singing? I have no idea. <laughs> they just make beats. Dude, I know. And like, what's crazy is, um, so have you heard, you've heard of Skrillex? Yeah. Okay. So his real name is Sonny. Okay. He used to be in a band called From First to Last. Mm-hmm. They were a metal band. Okay. And my band opened for them for a couple of shows. And I remember he literally showed um another band that was on the road with them uh we were just an o- a local opener for like a sacramento we were played glass house in la and like one other show mm-hmm. but he played dubstep uh-huh before it was dubstep on a pa and i uh-huh. was there thinking like it sounds like transformers you know what i mean <laughs> like what is this but then i mean flash forward you know to today and you're like the dude is just <laughs> raking money in every dude. day and it's crazy because i see him in these residences here in vegas i mean they, dude, they'll make like a million dollars in a night a hundred percent and dude I, I mean they don't just push push play 
<laughs> but it's almost push and play. You well, know what I mean? It's like all the prep to push play. Yes, all the prep to push. And play. then you put on a show. Yeah, and then you just up there like <laughs> just jamming. <laughs> like, all right, man, let's go. Dude, crazy. Cr- it is crazy, dude. That is a wild thing. Um, there's a couple people that have have like the touring, like music space figured out, and it's comedians and uh, DJs. Yeah, zero overhead. Yeah, you know, you just, it's just lyrics. Just come up with. I mean, literally the script dude. and yeah. just go perform it. Boom, done. Yep. I yeah, I, I saw that the other day. Like, I forgot. Netflix paid Chappelle like twenty million for one. <laughs> that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. See, but that it, it's it's also kind of cool, like. I do like hearing about stuff like that. Like, because it is encouraging that there's still like deals going around that are like, yeah, fruitful. Like, in how, how the do these, these, um, Christian guys do that? Like, are the biggest in the space that have been around a long time. Like, yeah. I was, um, I, I went to a few concerts last year. So I went to Maverick City. Okay. Which they haven't been around like that long, but yeah. they're big. Yeah. Right. Yep. And like, they filled up the whole stadium. It 100%. was 100%. Yep. Um, I went to Elevation. Yep. That was big. Um, and then I think, uh, Kirk Franklin was with Maverick Mav, city. Yep. Yeah. The kingdom tour. Yeah. How do those guys do? Well, yeah. Yeah. Like when you're, when you're able to start selling out more than 3000 or 4,000 seats, uh, running costs aren't even a thing anymore. Right. Um, I think the hard thing about, uh, the worship Christian music space is uh, again, Christians and relationship with money a little bit. Like typically we're known for being relatively cheap. Um, <laughs> and so we have a really hard time with, it's called a hard ticket, but um, we have a hard time with hard ticket pricing because the same guy that won't spend, you know, $35 on a ticket to come see me he'll go spend $350 to go see Bieber. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, And so that's where it's like, there's like this breakdown. Um, But once you can get to a certain level, like that $35, $40 adds up enough, Mm -hmm. you know, to where you're like, okay, we don't have to worry about any of this anymore. And and it's no big deal, but they're they're all doing pretty good, man. I mean, they're not, they're definitely not hurting, but, but they are also like lots of people. Oh, a lot. Yeah. And, and again, like once you get to that level two, your costs do go up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you got 10 uh, people on the team yeah, <laughs> on stage. Oh dude, literally. And also like you, you don't think about how much that PA costs that they're hanging every day and how much it costs to have the rigor that can set it up and not have it fall. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like my, in the my wife and I were laughing so hard cause I'd never seen Kurt Franklin like live. And I'm like, wait, he doesn't sing. Like, what does he do? Yeah. <laughs> he just is like a super hype man. He's a just hype running man, around. Dude. I was like, yes. dude, this guy's got the best job. Dude, I yeah. want to be Kirk Franklin. I know, dude. He's a hype <laughs> man. He's literally a hype man and a producer. Like, he just, dude, he's just up there like, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> dude, like, it was funny. Sweet. Dude, I, yeah, dude, he's a trip, man. He's a really good dude. Yeah. Really good dude, man. He poured into me the first year I was in the industry. Um, we were at this after party for the Dove Awards, um, which is like the Christian or like gospel Christian yep. Grammys. Yep. Um, and uh, he pulled me aside that night and he's like, man, I really like you. <laughs> I was like, thanks dude. He was like, I love what you're doing, man. It's really fresh. And, 
you know, it's it it's upbeat, and I just love that. And I was like, man, I appreciate that, Kirk. Like, and in my mind, I'm just like, it's freaking Kirk Franklin. I know. Oh my gosh, so um, funny, dude. But yeah, dude, that guy, he's a really good dude, man. He's a good guy. What happens when? So like, there's so many worship songs that all these different bands play. It's the same song. Mm-hmm. How does that go? Like, as far as like churches, do they get to use it for free? Like, how does that no. happen? Okay. So that is that is a space that is coveted by every musician in the world. Like, because some of the, some of the worship like artists are like, it's called CCLI. So it's basically. Um, every church in the world has to pay a licensing fee. Got it to play the songs. Yeah. Um, but whoever wrote those songs is getting they get a income from that. Okay, got it. And so, dude, like <laughs> they're killing it, bro. That's a lot of churches like, playing a lot of music. Can, you can be making like two or three million dollars a year just from writing the right a couple worship song. songs. Yep. Like, and I mean, the the thing is, is especially if you write like a big, big worship song that lives up there for like, yeah, like so know. Elevation and Matt Redman and Phil. Yes. Yeah. Like, bro, like you can coast like, cause yeah. I mean, you might have a song that's making you a half a million dollars a year and you're, you're, not, you're not doing anything. You just have churches that are leading it. Bro, we need to get you in the worship scene. Dude, it's, <laughs> it's way harder than you think. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but the worship space is awesome and yeah. I have friends in it and I love them dearly, but it's definitely a very like, uh, it's like a little tight. It's like a little pond within the pond that I'm in. Right. So it's like to be in there, it's like very, and yeah. there's a lot of big fish in that little tiny <laughs> section. So it's like trying to find your way in there. You're like a little Nemo, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely really, really tough to like break into that space. Um, also because there's a lot of power in that space and and there's a lot of responsibility with it. Right. Um, and you see guys like Phil that have shepherded that space really well. Yeah. And so I think that's why they don't really hand you the key to the kingdom, like right out the gate, because it's a lot of responsibility. You're, you're kind of like, you're handling a lot of theology. Yeah. Um, you're handling a lot of things. And so when, and that song might be, might fuel messages for pastors for like five years. Right. And so um, I think that's why they, they have like almost this massive like barricade around it. Right. Um, But I do have uh, like a couple songs that are, that have been on CCLI, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Nothing that's broken into even like the top 30, but, right. um, but I had a song called Faith that was getting played in church a lot. Yeah, um, I like that song. Yeah, um, and uh, that's been it's been, it's been really cool to see that. You know, it's it's fun when you write a song that you know to you it's a worship song. You know what I mean? To me, everything I write is is yeah is postured in that way. Um, but then there's like the corporate worship, like the Elevation, the Mav City, the yeah the Phil Wickham's, the Red, Matt Redmans, like. Hillsong, you know, yeah. where they're like creating something that's congregational worship, not mm-hmm. individual, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dude, it's that's crazy. That's an interesting world. It's it's there's a lot of beauty in it, and a lot there's a uh, there's mess in it too, though, because we're all humans. So yeah, no, hundred percent. I uh, I was thinking about this the other day because you know I was talking about how 
you know, some Christian artists play kind of in both sides. Like I've heard Lecrae say it before. He's like, Hey, I'm not like a Christian rapper. Like I'm a rapper. Yes. Christian. Yes. And you know, you see like you start in a niche and then you want to broaden your reach. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've done that even in business. Like, Hey, I started as a real estate guy, but now I'm trying to broaden my reach into just like all forms of business and entrepreneurship. Um, but the, I don't know what I, I haven't really seen many guys do it, but it's kind of like where I'm going is like going from secular to Christian. Yeah. Yes. There, there's not a lot of people who do that. No, there's not. But I think that it's kind of genius because mm. there's nobody that's doing it. Mm. Like when you just told me your idea with like Wealth Kingdom. Yep. Uh, That like made like my hair like not literally stand up (laughs) but you know what i'm saying like it that what excited me yeah mainly because we don't have that i know we don't have people and we also don't have people coaching people in the church how to be good with money yeah like we are terrible like and i'm not calling all christians out but i would say there is a lot that i mean you could run some data on this and we could figure it out pretty fast. Yeah. But I guarantee you there is a huge percentage of believers that are not good with money. Um, and I think well, that's why they have Dave Ramsey. It, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I always, I always hate on Dave Ramsey just because well, everything I do is different. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he, I mean, he's got perspective for like a select group of people, but that his way is, is not, it's not smart to actually become wealthy. Like if no. you want to become wealthy, that's not the way to do it. <laughs> no, it's um, good if you're, you have no, uh, <laughs> willpower and yes. like no discipline. Yeah. Literally, yeah. literally. If you have no discipline, then yeah, a hundred percent. Like yeah. you go buy a go cut crummy your car and, and pay your house off and, yeah. you know, and be happy with that. But like, if you want to actually invest in like grow wealth, that's yeah. like, but like yeah. even with Dave, like I've watched over the years, you know, it's like he started in the church mm-hmm. and then he became secular. Yep. And then I don't know if John Maxwell was the same, but he's kind of still in the middle. I would say he's kind of, he kind of rides the line. Cause there are moments where I feel like he's still speaking at churches too. And like leading in that way. But then there's also moments where he's not. Um, which I feel like Dave has gone the opposite. It's yeah, like he exactly. doesn't do anything with the church. It's like nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it that, really excited me when you said that, dude. Because- yeah. Well, because the way I look at it too is, especially like you said, when it comes to money, um, people do get all bent out of shape in the church. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just thinking like, you know, if a pastor makes a lot of money, people don't like it. If yeah. so-and-so makes a lot of money, people don't like it. If mm-hmm. They're making money from faith. That's mm-hmm. like, I think where people get tripped up is when they yeah. use faith to make money. Yep. And so like, I guess I'm coming in from the perspective of, dude, I've already made my money. Yes. Like now I'm coming in because this is what's needed. Yes. And I don't even need any money from this. I'll donate it all. I don't really care. Yep. And I think that changes the dynamic. Yep. And that is, I think what we need. Um, and I think that's a huge, uh, that's why I say, I think it could, it's actually kind of genius because you see a lot of people running away from it Mm -hmm. and really it's a market that 
has been sown into, there's just not a lot of reaping because there's not a whole lot sown into it outside of the people that are already in it. Yeah. And so I think like, I think that's a re it's really cool, dude. It's, I appreciate it's that. It's really great. And and I'll say this for anybody who's made it to the end of this episode. Number one, you're awesome. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> number two, by the time this launches, Wealthy Kingdom will be close to coming out or you'll have watched this months from now and it'll be out. So yeah. um, you can go to it at wealthykingdom.com. It's going to be just the number one spot for Christian entrepreneurs and business people. Um, my vision is to you know, take what we've learned in education and events and everything and translate it to that space. And so, you know, we're going to have, um, you know, weekly calls with pastors and famous people and athletes. Like we were talking about my friend, Derek Carr, I'm yep. sure he'll be on and, you know, other people I'll be giving different, um, <laughs> I guess you could call them sermons, um, yeah. in terms of what I believe you should be doing in the workplace and business. And, you know, so it'll all be kind of the messaging revolved around that being better leaders. But the, the, the hardest thing we're going to do, this is the part, like I know it's going to make the most impact, but like, I'm not looking forward to the amount of work it's going to take <laughs> is starting basically like local chapters. Um, yes. Because we've been holding a Bible study for like the last six years here in Vegas. And so like, I get all these DMS people are like, can I join the Bible study on zoom? Can I do this? I'm like, no, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's too many private things that happen so a hundred percent dude yeah so yeah and it's not to be mean it's just the reality of it no dude a hundred percent i mean dude we ha i have a community group too and yeah. and it's full of i mean we have we have two country music artists we've got a couple guys that are in the rock world mm -hmm. me a couple ccm guys you know worship guy so it's like yeah you know it, it's just not appropriate so yeah so what i want to do is identify the top leaders in wealthy kingdom and then just start building these local chapters. And so like, Dude, oh, awesome. you join? Cool. You're you're in Atlanta? Cool. Go see my guy. Yep. And he's got a Bible study at this time. Yep. And you know, being able to kind of like build this entire thing. Yeah. Is going to be crazy. It's a massive it, it it will be a massive network. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be huge. That's amazing, dude. Yeah. I love that, dude. That gets me fired up, bro. I'm I know, fired dude. up. I'm about to jump out of my chair. Dude. I'm going to throw this microphone across. <laughs> well, don't worry. When we have one of our uh, conferences, we're going to book you. All right. I'm in. Let's there go. We go. Dude, I'm, we're gonna make know it happen. I'm in, bro. <laughs> there we I'm go. In. <laughs> Let's hang. I'm in. So anyways, bro, um, we got to go catch our tea time. Dude, we it's, do. It's been great dude, chatting with you, man. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me on and, and trusting me with your platform i'm really grateful to be here and i'm super appreciative to you yeah dude no it was amazing hearing your story and your faith and uh i think this episode is going to change a lot of people's lives man so guys if, if you haven't go listen to jordan on spotify he might make a penny from it and <laughs> it's going to be great Praise the lord but dude. you're gonna like your soul's gonna be filled <laughs> so appreciate you guys we'll see you later peace Hey, I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Thanks for making it to the end. The good news is I've got another one that I know you're going to like, and all you got to do is click it right here, linking it right here. All you got to do is just click it, and you're going to see this new episode that you're going to love.